haven't done yet in the year 2018? A late night joke off. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Where all the late night shows take a swipe at one particular topic. In this case, it's Oprah running for president, which has really gotten a lot of attention, which I think shows you why it's such a good idea for her to run for president, if she has any interest. Let me prepare my score sheet, because our top point uh, gainer will be lauded as a comic genius, and the bottom uh, comic will be uh, drummed out of the business, according to us. Gotcha. Here we go. I will say I can't see how Oprah seems like the perfect opponent for Donald Trump. I mean, she's everything that he's not. She's black. She's a woman. She likes to read. They're the complete opposite. <laughs> two of Oprah's close friends said that she's thinking about running in 2020. While two of Trump's close friends said, please don't refer to us as Trump's close friend. After such an incredible speech, people close to Oprah are saying that she could actually be convinced to run for president in 2020. <laughs> don't get too excited. Don't get so uh, Oprah hasn't said that she's decided to make a run for the White House or anything. She said she's not sure she wants to move into a smaller place. Now, Oprah is denying any political ambitions, but two of her close friends told CNN she is actively thinking about running for president. Do we really want to elect another billionaire TV star? Granted, this one is uh, actually a billionaire. <laughs> Actually, a TV star. Yeah, I didn't wow. like any of those jokes. Wow, they're terrible. They're all terrible. I didn't like any of those jokes. They were terrible. It seems like you have a lot to work with, but to me, they had no humor in them, which is the worst part. <laughs> worst kind of joke, right? Um, I uh, that it, sucked. Now, boo, boo. I was on the record that if Donald Trump was ever the nominee of the Republican Party, I would eat my truck. That's mm. how sure I was he could not be the nominee, let alone the president. So keep that in mind. Um, worth pointing out that I'm not the only person who was wrong about Donald Trump. No, you and the rest of the mainstream media. I'm glad I'm here. And the rest of the world, pretty much. But <laughs> right. um, I don't see how Oprah loses. I just I can't even picture the path to defeating her. <laughs> Are you willing to ingest a motor vehicle over it? Uh, no, no, I'm not. But it's uh, she. She, you know, how does she lose? She gets all of Barack Obama's votes, and mo- and uh, plus a whole bunch of people that just like her who maybe have never voted before. Right. And plus, she, she can't be. Beaten. Plenty of people think, yeah, it's time we have a woman who's president. Yeah, and and one who's not. A soulless, evil, grasping horror like Hillary Clinton. Right. Um, the book that's out, Fire and Fury, Inside and the Trump White House. frankly, publishing. <laughs> Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf, which has got a tremendous amount of attention and is being treated as a, a, a serious work by, uh, by most of the media. Um, the New York Times, though, with a pretty surprising book review, I thought, from Jonathan Martin, who is their politics reporter for the New York Times. And he said of Michael Wolf, uh, far more consumed with news media and personalities than policy issues. He elides facts, that means leaves them out, fudges the specifics and dispenses with professional norms in the service of success and status. Um, I think that's a pretty damning critique of the book. He said the... the uh, the book is uh, fun, but overall, overall, it's unsatisfying. And he goes through the various ways in which a lot of the stuff people are talking about is secondhand recollections that even the author says might not be correct. 
Um, right. Yeah. He has said, these people told me they heard somebody say it. If they're not right, then no, it's not right in the book. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It used to be, you know, somebody go ahead and check with the people involved before they wrote it. They, well, Michael, that's a different Wolf, Michael Wolf actually said the recollections of sources can collide with one another and in some cases could be untrue entirely. Mm-hmm. The author said. Right. And I, I just thought it was interesting that the New York Times politics writer was, he said, it's fun read and there might be some truth in there, but you don't know. Yeah, and like I said it, it, yesterday, it just struck me as being so much like all those articles in the Washington Post and the New York Times where 11 different staffer, uh, staffers said, yeah, Trump's a real a-hole. And it's just, okay. And, when, and, and generally in the past, I've ignored these books, whether they're about Obama or Clinton or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, on New York Times, the headline over the story was, Our Political Reporter's Review of Fire and Fury. It's plausible, but that doesn't mean it's all true. So there you go. Right. Take that for what it's worth. Oh, by the way, we got a whole bunch of texts about who said the airspace begins at 10 feet? Does that mean the second story of my house isn't mine? <laughs> People questioning yeah, whether wait or not a minute. that's true. 10 feet above what? Well, did you, we get that from a text? Yeah. Oh, please. I take texts as to be the gospel truth. <laughs> All texts. That's a good policy. <laughs> good policy. Hey, one of the other big stories when we were on vacation was Jeff Sessions' announcement that he was rescinding the coal memo. Actually, it was reported that Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States of America, was going to come after pot and legal pot and I saw God those help headlines. us all run for your lives, et cetera, et cetera. I saw those headlines, and uh, the way they were portrayed to me through through the mainstream media was uh, he's planning on really fighting back against this mainstreaming of marijuana. Is that what's happening? I think he'd like to, but no, it's absolutely not happening. Um, and, and oddly enough... First of all, let me get this out of the way. Oddly enough, the you're high right now. The liberal Sacramento Bee points out the first thing that jumped into my mind. Jeff Sessions used to be a big fan of states' rights, of federalism, of the states managing state business, and the federal government ought to stay out of it, except when there's a compelling need to get into it. Uh, but of course, now that states want to do something he doesn't like, all of a sudden, no federal law must be supreme and then rule, blah, 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 which is the same thing. It's the, the same. It's the other side of the same coin on the left that used to any time anybody, especially us libertarian types, would say, you know, this is really a federalist issue. This is a state's rights issue. The state ought to be able to decide this. They said, that's a, that's a dog whistle for racism. States' rights was used during the civil rights era to, to, to back up racism. I know that term. It's about racism. But now states want to do something you like, so you're up there bellowing about the, the, the Tenth Amendment and the rest of it. God dang it. People's lack of honesty bothers me, but I ought to get over it. Um, so anyway... Um, Jeff Sessions said, essentially, federal prosecutors, if you want to go after the uh, the so-called legal pot dealers who are violating federal law, go ahead. The Cole memo said don't. It was, you know, policy. It was, look, let's spend our time and money and personnel on something else. Well, Sessions, who's anti-dope for whatever reason, said, no, no, if you want to go ahead. Here's the problem. In any state that has legalized pot, it'd be suicidal for some prosecutor to mount it to, to go after all the dispensaries in California, for instance, or Oregon or whatever. Can you imagine? Secondly, they're not going to get any cooperation from local coppers, state coppers, etc., which is how busts happen, generally speaking. 
the politics of it would be incredibly explosive. And, you know, you're going to have to say, all right, here's what we're going to spend our budget on for the year to your higher ups in your department. It's just, you know, look, what do I know? I almost went to law school. But. There's no freaking way some rogue prosecutor in, you know, uh, you know, whatever, Sacramento County, for instance, I quoted the B earlier, is going to decide, yep, you know what, pot is against federal law. I'm going to shut down all these dispensaries. It's just not going to happen. Mm. Now, pot stocks, which is a thing now, <laughs> dropped, I think. You like can buy stock in, in marijuana. Various uh, companies, yeah, mm. yeah. Dropped on average 9%, 10%, something like that on the announcement. I get that because one of the main problems in the pot business is what to do with the money. Because banks are governed by federal law. They can't take in drug money. They can't launder drug money, even if it's now legal drug money. So I, I'm not sure that's still as big a conundrum. Maybe, for instance, uh, Oregon, California, Washington laws address that. But that is a problem with the federal law. But Jeff Sessions is not going to come into your local dispensary and, and, and smash the glass like uh, Elliot Ness and, and grab all the pot. Mm. Okay. But, you know, it's a great way to get ratings and whip things up, get the stoners to tune in, I guess. <laughs> 29 states. Well, I'd say it works the other direction, too. Get the uh, hardcore anti-pot people think, yeah, good, we're fighting back. Right, yeah, nice uh, sop through the base. Sure, his base, whoever that is. But the majority of people in America are pro-legalization. Never mind the stoned, you know, uh, communist utopias of the West Coast, and I'm actually pro-legalization. I don't think you should smoke pot. I'm talking to you right now. I don't think you should, but I think it should be legal. Anyway, 29 states have I find approved... that a conflict. I'm sorry. That's a mixed message. It's, uh, it's, well, for idiots it is. <laughs> um, 29 states have approved the sale of marijuana for medical purposes. Which is kind of a wink-nod legalization, in addition to just a compassionate thing for people who need it. Uh, eight states have legalized it for uh, adult use, for recreational use, if you want to call it that. It's just, it's not going to happen. There is a little more uncertainty, granted. The fact that marijuana remain, remains a Schedule One controlled substance with heroin and LSD and the rest of it, it's just a joke. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Like that question, 15, I still have not heard answer. Like, like 50 <laughs> different laws you have with. <laughs> A question that still has not been dealt with. Oh, boy. Um, so... New book out says that successful people tend to have self-compassion as opposed to self-confidence. Self-confidence holds you back. Self-compassion is what makes you successful. I'm not sure I've even heard that term. I can guess what it is, I think, but I'll stay tuned. Among other things. Because I want to be successful. A couple of sports notes that are interesting, too. Non-sports. Sport, non-related to the gridiron, really. Sports or something. I don't know. What? Now that's a tease. <laughs> Because it makes no sense. I'm going to stay tuned and see what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Trying to 
Make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! That was an exciting game. I had no interest in either team. Had no idea what was going on. Couldn't have named either pl- a player on any team. Mm. But I tuned in the second half mm. when the uh, coach yanked his starter, who'd only lost two games in three seasons. Right. And put in a freshman who hadn't played one meaningful snap in his life, who then won the game, and you now want him on your NFL team. Because mm. he is godlike. I don't like his mechanics. Um, th- Which is interesting for my next story. Oh, by the way, I wanted to hear the losing call. I always like this. Oh, so yeah. Alabama beat Georgia. <laughs> I wanted to hear how it sounded on Georgia radio. Tungle by Lola going downfield. He's got a man open. Oh, my God. Touchdown. Alabama has won it. <laughs> we just lost him in the secondary. Uh... Too deep. Got behind our quarterback. And the Crimson Tide, sweet jubilation for them as the dogs are heartbroken. Alabama, once again, your national champions. Mother I like the first part of the call where you could hear him leaning over, opening the drawer, and getting the bottle out. Okay, <laughs> and they won it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah, well, was, yeah, you got to be into sports. But so, in overtime, which, by the way, why doesn't the NFL take college football's overtime? It's the it's greatest great. overtime in all of sports. It's great. And the NFL sucks out loud. Wow. So good. Anyway, the guy drops back for like a 40-yard loss. <laughs> and, they just, and they go on and on about, well, that's what happens when you have a 19-year-old in the field, inexperienced, doesn't know what he's doing. The moment finally, oh, and he's won the game. Right. Uh, but uh, I had another thing. Was it, You said, oh, so you're talking about you didn't like his mechanics or something. They got this new thing. They put chips in their pads. Read this article in the New York Times of these mm. NFL players so they can monitor their speed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, they can put chips in about everything. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. So they went back through the year and who the fastest uh, the fastest plays that happened all year long. And uh, it doesn't correlate with the combine speeds where they just have you run out there and see how fast you can run. Ah. The guy who ran the fastest play was 54th in the Combine in really? terms of speed. Yeah. What, a Combine but, where they try out all the good college players and then measure them and, and see how fast they are, that sort of thing, yeah. for non-fans. This guy was the 54th fastest, but he was the fastest guy on the field in pads in a game. How interesting. And outran all kinds of guys who were faster than him you know, on the field, which just gets to the whole, all that stuff is crap. <laughs> it <laughs> always has been thing. Um, and I had one other note. Oh, NFL ratings down again. The season wrapping up while we were uh, while we were on vacation, and uh, almost ten percent after having been down eleven percent the year before, down almost ten percent again, which is not good. It's definitely going the wrong direction by a lot, really fast. But even with that, NFL games accounted for seventy five percent of the most watched programs on television. Wow. You'd look at the top 50 programs, and 75% of them were NFL games. Oh, how the mighty have remained just fine. Well. It's weakened. It's weakened, no doubt. But Total for the year, 165 million fewer viewers tuned in. That's a lot of eyeballs for mm. a lot of advertisements. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And nobody's exactly sure why. Even though I think we've nailed it many times. Uh, yeah, we're sure why. Yeah. It's a couple of different things, well, including the, the, the protest deal and the incredible number of entertainment options available now. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is, because there have been entertainment options for years. Why did it happen all of a sudden? All you need, our, our, our love affair with various entertainment things is so thin. Right. It's just, it's just we, we like it. But if there's slight impediment to it, we'll move to something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody, including us, needs to realize 
is that there's plenty of other stuff for people to watch, listen to, read, or whatever. If if they come up with even just this much of a reason, it's too expensive, or they don't like you personally, or whatever, there's plenty of other stuff out there to do. Right. You're a rapist, maybe? That yeah. interferes yeah. with people's yeah. uh, enjoyment. Or all of a sudden, politics has been drug into your game, and you just think, eh, I'll do something else, which yeah. a lot of people have. Yeah. That's funny, hanging out with my family. Uh, in, in Wichita, all the dudes who were just hardcore NFL fans for years, including me, no longer watch it all. All of us. Wow. My dad and both my brothers and wow. me just, now we're out. I don't even know who's in the playoffs. Don't even know. And wow. it used to be, we could have told you the players on every team, what time the games are. We would have watched them there at the Well, and the point room. out, uh, please, may I, that, that you are part of the generation but, you know, the NFL was a big deal, and it was one of many fewer entertainment choices, and we all were the gear, blah, 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 blah. You know, a 16-year-old kid right now, forget it. I mean, it is it is seriously a channel of a million to well, watch. Well, and my, my oldest son is about to be eight. When I was eight years old, I guarantee you I knew who, who was in the playoffs and who was last year's Super Bowl champion. My son doesn't know mm-hmm. or care, right. and, and none of his friends talk about it. Right. Me and my friends, we had gear. Right. I know one of my best friends, he had Steelers gear because the Steelers were big then. I mean, just it was a thing. I've I've never heard my son or any of his friends mention an NFL game, Mm. which is just interesting. Yeah. Times change. It's not a big deal. They're doomed. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's just entertainment. But it's interesting. Um, Seems like I had one more thing, but I don't know what it was. Anyway, Marshall's come in. Marshall's going to try to do 10 push-ups by uh, May, speaking of sporting events. End of May. End of May. May. End of May. Right. Yep. If you get cleared by your surgeon. Yes. When when is that meeting? That's going to be Thursday. Thursday. So right now, are you on IR? I guess he's still on injured reserve. Oh, yeah. He's day-to-day, but then again, aren't Aren't we all? all? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, still still on the team, but he's not taking up a roster spot. When's the last time? Doesn't even put on his helmet. When's the last time you did push-ups competitively on a non-wind-dated track? On this show, when I became injured. So that was a long time ago. No, your injury had nothing to do with the Armstrong and Getty show or any of its affiliates. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty show sports-related injuries. (laughs) So that's the last time you attempted to do push-ups. So we don't know. You might be starting back over it. You can do two. Or none. Or none. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll get back into training, and then March, we'll just do a little run-through. Okay. February or March, we'll okay. just see where I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's coming Wagering up? Wagering is encouraged. <laughs> That's what's coming up in your news, Marshall. North Korea heading to next month's Olympics. Relations between the Koreas rapidly warming up. we got a fired Google engineer suing the company for discriminating against white males with conservative beliefs. And Ivanka Trump throws her support behind Oprah. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Guinea. What? <laughs> yeah, that might be overstating it, but, but yes, it's pretty flattering. Pretty, pretty flattering. God dang it. The world's oldest democracy is not putting on much of a show for the rest of the world. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. I remembered one of my New Year's resolutions. Joe remembered it for me. I made the New Year's resolution several years ago. It uh, slowly fell by the wayside, as so many of them do. But mm. I'm going to bring it back. My New Year's resolution of don't say uh, bad things about people you like. Nah. Gossip, Just, it's a sin. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, it's no, there's no good in gossip. You should never do it. 
You should never, ever do it. It's fun. You ever notice that? Well, the fact that there's some pleasure in it is troubling. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has to do with it like you're in a dog pack. Who's superior to whom? Who's dominant? Maybe you can shove somebody down. That just lifts you up, you know, automatically. But it's a terrible impulse. Oh, yeah. 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 That's sick. Yeah. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do better on that. You hear about Jim down the hall though? Huh? <laughs> you hear about him? Idiot. Cheating on his wife, what I heard. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. You know there is a Jim down the hall and this is being aired, <laughs> yes. right? News now with Marshall Phillips. Alright, it is time now for another North Korean update. Yes, baby, we'd all love to see a thawing of relations, but what are you going to do? North and South Korea agreeing to hold military talks to ease tensions between the two nations. The two countries meeting face-to-face today. The country is also agreeing to allow the North to send a high-level delegation to the upcoming Winter Olympics in South Korea. You'll have officials there, athletes, including their Taekwondo demonstration team, as well as their cheerleading group known as the Army of Beauties. That's uh, made up of hundreds of young women in their 20s chosen for their looks and ideology. Turns out that one of those cheerleaders even became the wife of Kim Jong-un. Oh, wow. Well, sure. I'm sure he hangs around to practices and eyeballs them. And so are they going to have a dick back in dictator, huh? So you got the you got the dancing girls, you got the exhibition judo or whatever that is. Yes. Do they have any actual athletes that are going to compete? I mean, they just found out they're going to have an Olympic team a week ago. Yeah. This is the list that I've seen so far. But um, And when they come in, do they get cheered or booed by the rest of the world? Well, here's the deal. South Korea is proposing the two countries march in together Whoa. in the opening Ooh, ceremony. Yeah, symbolism. Wow. Yep. At, wow, uh, wow, 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 wow. Look at him. Yo, you've got to have Dennis Rodman carrying the banner, don't you? <laughs> There's an athlete. He can oh, yeah. be on their team. Yeah. Um, so... Does this mean anything? I mean, is this just a gaming by a little fathead? Probably. There's been very little in the last six months to a year to suggest that he's in a mood to really bring himself closer to the South Koreans and and, and, and meld his system with the democracy of the South and the U.S. and blah, blah, and acquiesce to China's ways. There's been almost nothing to suggest that he's heading in that direction. So right. this looks like manipulation to me. Did you see the article in the New York Times about the um, intelligence failure around North Korea in which they said current and former officials said in recent interviews with the New York Times that their inability to foresee North, the North's rapid strides ranks among America's most significant intelligence failures in U.S. history. Mm. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'd say we went from they were telling Trump at the beginning. Apparently, right. you've got till probably twenty twenty five or twenty thirty before they could really pose a threat, and then oops, they've got an H bomb and the missiles to deliver bombs. Wow. Um. Yeah, it's it's a problem. A guy named uh, James Demore, an engineer fired from Google last summer over a controversial memo, is now suing the company for discrimination. He's filed a class action suit against the tech giant accusing them of discriminating against white employees, males, and or those who hold conservative beliefs. Now, DeMar was was released after he sent out an internal memo arguing the gender gap in tech and leadership is due to biological differences between men and women. He now claims the company's efforts to increase diversity and eradicate uh, 
misogyny have left men and conservatives' feelings silenced. Well, it, he's unquestionably right about his main point. Hmm? And Google is absolutely discriminating against people with his point of view. His main point being that women don't get much work done during their lady time? <laughs> I don't. No, I, did, I think you need to reread his memo as it strove to make a different point entirely. Uh, I, but it'll be interesting to see where this case goes. What bothered me about the whole thing, as usual, was that if you read the memo, I mean, the mainstream media described a tiger. Then you read the memo, and it's an iguana. I mean, it's a completely different beast than you were told it was. And that Google acted like it was. And just their their frantic need to protect and scream about victimhood and the rest of it. It was really an embarrassing episode for everyone. So I'll be interested to see what the courts say. Ivanka Trump getting some pushback for her praise of Oprah Winfrey's speech Sunday at the Golden Globes. Oprah's speech calling for an end to the culture of sexual misconduct and heralded a better future for women. That a new day is on the horizon. The president's daughter tweeting Monday, it's time for everyone to come together after Oprah's empowering and inspiring speech. Much of the Twitter sphere, though, wasn't really having it. They quickly brought up the number of allegations of sexual misconduct against the president. So the only thing that makes me think that that wasn't Oprah trying out her stump speech to run for president is I don't know why you'd do it this early. I would think you'd want to come in as an Oprah after, you know, there's there's a there's a bunch of Dems standing on the stage that aren't getting much traction and people mm. aren't that excited about. And then you drop in as Oprah and just take over the world. Uh, in terms of the attention and everything. Yeah, it's a gamble. It's a long time to be out there. It's a gamble. Because there could be somebody out there. Sure. You know, a Cory Booker or somebody like that. He's an attractive, it's possible. smart, maybe, young African-American fella. Maybe the strategy is Hillary-like, though it didn't work for Hillary, really. But you just you get out there and, and suck up all the air so fast. Mm-hmm. Donors, strategists, everything. Right. So fast there's just nobody could even mount a challenge to. Well, she's the vice president. Hillary sucked up all the air and filled it with loathsome. So that was her mistake. <laughs> what? Yeah, Oprah's, you heard me. Oprah's the vice. Yeah, yeah, like, what, like somebody like a, a Cory Booker, whatever that name makes yeah. sense to me. If he brings along and has Oprah as the star power, but kind of inverted where the the troop, the, the career politicians in the, the president seat, as opposed to the VP seat like we have mm-hmm. with the, the, the Trump. Yeah. Pence I don't think Oprah is going to be a, a, a veep for anybody. But uh, I, uh, I would like to introduce a new word into the English language mm-hmm. inspired by the Golden Globes the other day. Oprah and the rest of them. I'm not saying they're wrong, anything they said, but there's brave, then there's bwiss. Bwiss. B-W-I-S. Bwiss. Brave when it's safe. All those people are bwiss. They were utterly silent before it was safe. Two different things. It's like that uh, New York senator woman, Gillibrand, who... uh... Oh, yeah. Loved the Clintons, and then as soon as it went south, she 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 thinks he should have been impeached. Yeah, exactly. Or he was impeached. Should have been booted out of office. Yeah. There you go. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Yeah. Nah. What are you gonna do? So what are you gonna do? <laughs> how how many days before Oprah's not mentioned on the show? Our show or in a 24-hour news cycle? Is she is she? Is she the new Trump? I think she got a week in her, and she's going to lay low for a while. If she's, I think that would be the smart thing to do. Right. Right. 
Because you can't, you can't, there's no way we can start the race this early. I mean, we just can't. No, please, please, God, no. We're a, we're 11 months from the midterms. Yes. <laughs> oh, you made me so sad. I know, that. I made myself sad. Right, did you hear next week there may be another government shutdown? <sighs> oh, please. What are you trying to do? Kick out the stool for me. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Somebody texted, for the first time in my life, I'm 50. I won't be attending or hosting a Super Bowl party. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I'll even be watching. We also got a text that... I hadn't even thought of a Super Bowl party. That's weird. And I have obviously hadn't thought about the fact that I hadn't thought about a Super Bowl party. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. I might go to one. I might not. And somebody texted, horse racing was the biggest sport by far in the first half of the 20th century. Boxing, then. Please. It was huge. No, nobody cares. I'm into amateur hammer fighting, as I mentioned earlier in the show. It's not for the faint of heart. Jeez. Ball peen or claw? Well, see, that's the thing. That's like Greco right. or, uh, freestyle. Depends. <laughs> Depends. So, Ball peen or claw? Good Lord. <laughs> Barbaric. Uh, this, is, this is over the top by my standards. All right, so listen, I have a slew of articles and examples and new laws, particularly in the uh, the Western states that we broadcast in. People listen all over the world online and all over the country, but... You know, we're actually on on the radio in the West Um, from the Seattle sugar tax, which is getting a tremendous amount. Hey, come over here, sugar tax. (laughs) It's getting a tremendous amount of attention. It's raising the price of, for instance, Gatorade or or your soda pops or whatever by 75 percent. And people who ignore, yeah, I mean, here you got at your Costco, you got a $16 case of Gatorade is now $26. Wow. Here's some uh, Dr. Pepper, not an actual doctor, doctor of literature, please. Uh, it's gone from $10 to $17.55 for a, I guess it's a 36-pack. But anyway, so people are going crazy in Seattle because they don't pay attention to the politics or they can't do math or whatever, um, and they're shopping outside the city limits or they're saying, you know, this is, this is stupid, this is anti-liberty, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, wake up. Here you go. There you go. That's what you've done. That's what you've passed. So that's gotten a lot of reaction. A lot of people are talking about rolling that back now that they've actually taken in the reality of it. Oregon, a lot of different new laws in Oregon, slew of new taxes, transportation taxes, gas taxes, registration fees, um, all sorts of stuff specifically targeted to trailers, motorcycles, mopeds. How many freaking tax dollars are you raising by taxing mopeds? Well, I guess they have the little scooter things. Do those count? What's a moped these days? Do you ever have a moped? No. I had a moped as a kid. Mm. You could either use it as like a motor scooter or pedal it, which is great because it's a 175-pound bicycle. <laughs> who, who wouldn't want to pedal that thing? You'd have to be Lou friggin' Ferrigno to pedal the one we had. But, man, was I a happy guy when we got that. I started scooting to uh, baseball practice. Oh. Uh, tobacco age, you got to be 21 now. They can confiscate your guns if a judge says there's an extreme risk protection order. But the one thing I really wanted to highlight from Oregon 
is the fact that taxpayers now pay for free abortions for illegals. The Reproductive Health Equity Act in Oregon, you heard it, taxpayer-funded abortions for illegals. There's no such thing as an illegal human, Joe. Thank you for that <laughs> stupidity. Um, uh, so congratulations, Oregon. You are the most Oregonian of all of America's states. I can't even react to stories like that anymore. It's just, it's a, it's just a wildly different worldview. God, I want the state of Jefferson so bad. Southern Oregon, Northern California, who have a wildly different worldview than San Francisco and, say, Portlandia, get to run an own, their own state and, and with their tax policies and the, their views of liberty and the rest of it. Well, I know the biggest state in the Union, California, added 900 laws for the year 2018. There's That's correct, no, and I'm going to list them all right now. There's no way you need 900 more laws. Hell, you don't need 900 total. Especially in a state that's already regulating every aspect of your life. Right. Don't hurt anybody and don't take their stuff. Laws. Right, right. Hiring. You can no longer ask, uh, what was your salary at your old job? Women think it uh, is going to help close the persistent gender pay gap. I have never answered that question. From the time I was a teenager, I said, well, what's this job worth? You know, granted, I'm a stubborn bastard, but that always struck me as a strange question. I never answered that question honestly. I always said <laughs> yeah, way more than yeah, I made. Yeah, well, it's another tack and a yeah. good one. Yeah. Right, uh, let's see, uh, plus there, uh, you can't, in an initial application, have um, ask whether somebody's ever been convicted of a crime. Ban the box. That's what that movement is called. Now, down the road, you can ask them about it and figure it out, but not in the initial application phase. I have a great deal of sympathy, well, number one, for liberty. And if you want to ask your employees something and it's not, you know, horrific, um, or ask him to do something like Harvey Weinstein did, I think you ought to be able to do that. I think all employment ought to be at will, unless you have a contract, and that's at will. But anyway, I will tell you this. I have enormous sympathy for people who have made mistakes in their lives who are trying to get back to being productive citizens. It's a really, really hard thing, and I don't think we ought to punish people twice when the law says we punish them once. It's also a hard thing running a business and finding good employees, and you're not allowed to find out to ask them whether or not they've been to jail for perhaps stealing or something. Congratulations, Jim. Welcome to Joe's Welding. Well, uh, Joe, it's probably time I inform you that I did 15 years for stealing from my former welding job and then uh, then killing my boss with a welding iron or <laughs> blowtorch or whatever they call it. I'm not a welder. Um, <laughs> new you dress like one, but that's because you're a hipster, not a welder. <laughs> The rubber apron really does hold look together. <laughs> and the mask. I don't know what the... I, I'm not a pretty man. Uh, let's see. New era of voting in California. Um, no neighborhood polling places? Replaces them with elections conducted primarily by mail. Under the system... Or female, 2018. <laughs> no, no. You don't understand. The Postal Service. Um, I think this is like your county can do that. I don't know. That's not that interesting. Listen to this, though. Here's a little utopianism for you. This is why California is the, depends which year, 48th, 49th, or 50th friendliest to business state and is bleeding jobs and and earners. Under Senate Bill 63, guaranteed up to 12 weeks of unpaid parental leave within the first year of a child's life. 
or adoption or foster care placement. So your your boss has to give you three months off if you decide to house a foster kid. And then you've got to have your job when you come back. Three See months. May, I'm out. Uh, da, 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 da. Workers at bigger businesses already did that. Assembly Bill 908 boosts state compensation for workers taking paid leave to temporarily care for a family member to 60% of the regular wages from 55%, up to 70% for the lowest earners. So even if you don't show up because you're taking a care of old Uncle Marge, they got to pay you 60 70%. Uh, let's see. Affordable housing laws. That's a little complicated. Ah, and of course, the sanctuary state law in California. Probably ought to touch on that during the award-winning fourth hour if you happen to get it, or you can certainly find it on the podcast. The country now has its first sanctuary state. Yep. Is that correct? Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.